All right, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 360 Sports Show. We're coming to you live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Thank you for finding us here on a Monday night. I'm Adrian Pizzelli. He is Christian Lauber. We've got a lot to get into. Catching you up on the past week in sports. You can reach us anytime in the comment section, or you could always email the show, the360sportsshow at gmail.com. Christian, let's just start right at the top. The New England Patriots once again. It's it's not just this is not just a local thing. This is not just because we're in New England. It's one of the bigger stories this week. Six wins in a row now for your New England Patriots. Um, a half game out of first place in the AFC, currently on top of the AFC East. Uh, a gritty, grinded out kind of win against a banged up Titans team yesterday. Um, the talk continues. Uh, are the Patriots for real? Are you asking me? I'm asking you. Um, yeah, I think they are. I mean, they're in the conversation. I mean, look at the look around the league, though. There's not a lot of whole. There's a bunch of crap around the league right now. But but are they for real? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, they've picked up a few good wins now. Um, and you know, last night is one of them. I'll, I'll say that the Titans are still a tough football team. I know the. They are not who they are without Henry, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, all those guys on offense, right? Different team. But, they, but man, they play – they have some type of identity with Mike Brabel, and it's a tough football team that's going to you know play through and through. So you give them credit. Um, they're still winning games against teams in the league up until this point, and they were competitive up until halftime. I mean, you give up that huge run for a touchdown, that was kind of what kept them in it. Um I think the Patriots had had this been closer than it was. I think the Patriots are more the talking point, just because there were a lot of points on the board that they left out there. Uh, one in one of four, one of five in the red zone. Yep. Um, so you know the talk is definitely more the Patriots, but I think the Titans are a tough football team. I'm not taking anything away from uh, the Patriots on this one. It was a tough win. And they got it. Now you're going to look at, just quickly looking ahead, I mean, you got Indy who lost yesterday, but they're still dangerous, and Buffalo twice. So, And and also, I think everybody's kind of writing off Miami, but they've sneakily won five in a row now. Yeah, they're five and seven now, correct? Yeah. And they got the Jets and somebody else here coming up. So they could be seven and seven when they face you. Who knows? Yeah, I think... Every week I've been saying this, the Patriots are the most consistent team in the NFL. Consistently, week in and week out, you know the type of effort you're going to get, and you know it's going to at least be a close game. And if they're on their A game and they're playing a subpar team, they're going to blow them out. Yesterday, this final score was not indicative of, I think, how close that game actually was. Because, as you said, the Titans are a tough, well-coached team. They're banged up, and the Patriots didn't play their best game. Like you said, the the red zone woes. Uh, I think it's kind of to their credit, though, that they didn't have their best game, and they still found a way to kind of put almost a crooked number up on the on the scoreboard against a good team. Um, and the thing is, I've been saying this, we see week after week after week, like you, you say the Colts, that's a dangerous team. Aren't they 6-6 six and six now? They are, but they can still beat anybody. That, that, I mean, that's all. But that's all I'm saying is like every right. team, people want to discredit the Patriots and say, "Well, this team was hurt. This team didn't have a good game. You know, the deep, the blah blah blah." It's like they are eight and four now. 
Well, the, the and, and they're not losing, and they're real, not, though. and they're I not. Mean, I'm just saying, but they're not losing games like these other teams are losing. And if we're oh, gonna yeah, say yeah. the Colts at six and six are still dangerous, you have to say you have to admit that the Patriots are dangerous too. Now we can get into matchups and things that we, like I said last week, I, th- I still think you know if Miles Bryant is your slot corner, I think there could be issues against a team with weapons. We did not see a team with passing weapons yesterday, so that did not. the run defense. That wasn't really a problem. Well, that's the thing. We thought the run defense had turned a corner. The the defensive, the offensive and defensive lines, I did not think had a good game yesterday. Um, so uh, that that's worth watching. Uh, in terms of right now, body of work, eight and four is pretty impressive, considering what we've seen around the league. Uh, considering that you know two of the losses. Um, Buccaneers and Cowboys. The more you win games here, I think you can you can you can now afford yourself the luxury of revaluing those losses and saying those losses meant something because the team righted the ship. It was very close there. You're one and three. You're two and four. Ugh, it could have it could have gone in a totally different direction. I mean, guys almost admitted that. I mean, McCordy talking about needing a break from football in like week five. <laughs> Needing to like reset. Um, this team has gone on quite a tear. Uh, the next three weeks are telling. Uh, in terms of the AFC, there's only two teams that scare me. I mean, I, I know you say the Colts. I, I think they're at six and six. They've kind of proven that they're good enough to beat anybody, but they're also good enough to lose to anybody as well as they have done. Um, Ravens, Chiefs. The more the Patriots win games, honestly, those are the two teams. We'll find out if Buffalo is actually worth worrying about because they play them twice in a span of three weeks. Um, so maybe I could be wrong, but I've been down on the Bills. The Ravens? Yes. Even they even, even had after, a great showing e- either. Even after last night. I Just because I think that Lamar Jackson presents problems that I, I don't think any Are defense... you saying you watched that abysmal product last night? I did. We're going to get into that. We will, we will get into that. You're better than um, I am. I fell but asleep. I, I still I still think that because of Lamar Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. Those are the two reasons. Those are the two teams. Uh, honestly, Josh Allen, who I think has had one of the greatest like turnarounds from looking like a complete bust to basically becoming an MVP candidate, I, that very rarely happens. Um I think that their tendency to just put it all on him will just play right into the Patriots' hands. I mean, I, I think you look at the way this team pass rushes right now, um, I, I that they would be able to slow down Buffalo. Can the Patriots' offense put up enough points? I have more faith now that at least they, they have a potential to do that. If it was week one through five, I'd say there's no way they score more than 20 points. This team has been getting into the 30s pretty consistently here uh, during this little stretch. So, uh Baltimore, Casey, those are the two teams just because of the quarterbacks. Now, let's be real. Uh, it, pretty last night is kind of wishy-washy. They ran the ball down Tennessee's throat at the end of the game for like two plays. That really, I mean, look, the the game was already over at that point. Yeah. But, but still, high 20s, I mean, it's still. But as you up. said, they also moved the ball. Mm-hmm. If they if they go if they don't go one for four in the red zone, and hey, Nick Folk, thank you for your fantasy help, Uh, you know, kicking – Five, four or five from field goals and the extra points. 
if they convert more of those red zone chances, that game is a complete blowout. Oh yeah, no, hundred um, percent. And the problem is they didn't. I, mean, I don't. I, I would like to see it going forward because I think there's plays there to be made. I mean, obviously it wasn't the red zone, but Mac Jones missed a bunch of throws. I didn't think he was all that great in this game. Yeah, uh, he was de- middle of the minus, road, maybe right, minus, right, uh, right down the middle. Uh, he you know, good. He, he's good enough. You know, I mean, if you look into PFF and all their grades, which I, I really don't do, I just use my eyes. I just can't get into that. But he was the lowest graded offensive Patriot. You didn't hear so, how the how the the Browns have like five of the top like 10 linemen in the league last night you didn't see yeah. your eyes didn't tell you that while watching well, the game guess who was the highest graded patriot offensively from the game yesterday well according to pff yeah had to be born right Jakob johnson so <laughs> like he's a good player but he's not like i mean he's not all world I, I, based you know. on what who the hell knows that's why i can't get into it <laughs> i mean that okay Probably based on some form of blocking and being in the right. I don't know. I, I can't get into all the analytics. <laughs> Gap fit percentage. <laughs> I just think Mac Jones was decent. I didn't think he was great. I didn't think he was bad. He was, you know, right in the middle, B minus B, maybe. Wasn't the reason you won and wasn't uh, like uh, and he didn't hold you back either. I think I, I think this. I think he, he left some he left some he left some throws out there. Um yeah. The first one, though, to Bourne, to, as far as red zone execution goes. Oh, very good, yeah. I mean, that that just shows the progression he's already gone through from week one to now as a rookie, which is what's so impressive. Can we is, say that on both ends, though? Because Bourne, I think, is starting to make some plays oh, here. Now. He's starting oh, yes. To the yes, it, it's, it's, that's, it takes two to tango. Um, but Jones recognizing the man coverage and just getting the ball out of his hands quick. I mean, there's a guy coming barreling down on him, too. And he needs to get better at recognizing, like, the slot blitz. They've been bringing that, and this game I felt they tried to do that, and he was much better about seeing it and just mm-hmm. getting rid of the ball and knowing, looking and seeing that guy. And as soon as he's he comes, he says, all right, this is where I'm going to go with the ball. Um, so on that born touchdown, the first one, sees man coverage, guys come screaming off the edge, and he just lays that ball out perfectly Beautiful. for Bourne to go get and make an absolutely spectacular catch. And as you said, he is – Week after week, just adding a resume here to his resume here of of playmaking, um, and the the yak, the yards after the catch, um, he has become very very well, I mean, the, important the, the to this team. Touchdown pass that he caught, where I mean he got help from Myers. Don't get me wrong, but walking the tightrope, stiff arm down the sideline. I thought he was going to be out by maybe right around the thirty yard line. No, he went all the way to the touch or uh, to the end zone for a touchdown. Just a great play, and he's making. Plays like that, we saw the two-handed, pretty much full-on hands catch in the middle of two guys a couple of weeks ago. So he's starting to really make some plays, and he's probably, I mean, he's just adding to the kind of the repertoire here of what you have on offense, and I think it's enough. That's why I said, like, a couple of weeks ago, do you really need OBJ? I don't think so. You don't need a guy like that. I think you have enough. Jacoby Myers made plays yesterday. Bourne made plays. Even Jonu Smith made some plays early on in the game. Now, he got absolutely cracked blocking, but Still, like he still made some plays offensively, and Hunter Henry obviously is becoming. I think the Titans kind of targeted Henry. I want to say they kind of took him out of the game for the most part. Exactly. Um, however, he was open a couple times, and Jones missed him. But yeah, I I think it's just they're just it's it's like building a house. They're just putting another brick in the wall week after week after week here, uh, and that's good to see. And 
the hits keep on coming. Another big test. Buffalo this week, Monday night. Um, that'll have to be a quick show, Christian. <laughs> Under the bright lights. Yes, that will be a very quick show, yeah. Getting into enjoy that one. Maybe we may even have to do some uh, IG Live during during that uh, during that game again. Um, but another big test coming for the Patriots. I think for now they've earned the right to be in consideration of um, one of the best teams in the AFC. Uh, I, we'll, we'll find out how long that stays there. A lot can change in three weeks. Just like a lot has changed in six weeks. Um, for now, based on the way they're playing, they are a dangerous team. They're a threat to anybody. Um, the only thing is like rookie quarterbacks making a Super Bowl doesn't happen. Uh, and it doesn't happen for, for a lot of reasons. Um, I think they're going to be a dangerous team. I still think, you know, we'll get into it here. Ravens last night play the Browns. Now, Ugly, as you said, ugly, 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 ugly game. Uh, the officials also part and parcel to that, uh, making it ugly. Uh, but the Ravens do win 16 to 10, the final, uh, I believe, in that one. Uh, Lamar threw four interceptions. Teams have been, I don't want to say figuring him out, they're just bringing the house, they're trying to speed him up. Um, with throwing the ball uh, and get him uncomfortable. Um, but that guy is still an insane weapon that I don't think many teams are equipped to handle. Um, so even though it was ugly and the Browns are just tail spinning, um, the Ravens are one of those teams that's just not afraid. Harbaugh is a good coach. And when you have a guy like Jackson who, you know, week to week, I think can put a team on his shoulders and just go out there and make plays that nobody else is capable of. You can't even prepare for a guy like that because nobody has a guy that's that fast on their team and that athletic. Uh, it's difficult to prepare. Uh, I still think they're uh, a dangerous team. And they're right now the number one seed in the in the AFC. They'll have the bye week. So I just don't know if they have enough. I think they get by in the regular season. I just don't know if they can protect Lamar well enough. And he can make plays. I don't think he's the problem. It's just do they have enough around him? I, I'm not so sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if if right now, I mean, I was I was discussing this last night. A great AFC Championship game would be Patriots Ravens, um, because one, you'd have Lamar Jackson on one side, <laughs> Mac Jones. <laughs> Talk about. Complete and total opposites. Polar opposites. Yeah. Total, total opposites. So that would be a fun element uh, of a game like that. Matt Judon versus former team. I mean, the Ravens and the Patriots yeah. just don't like each other anyways to begin with. It honestly doesn't even matter if you'd played them before ever. You come to the Ravens, it's just like it's like Red Sox-Yankees. It's like, no, we you hate that team. Yeah. Um, and that's why Matt Judon, when he came here and he was playing Brady, they talked about, oh, how weird it would be. He's like, I don't got any love for Tom. I hate Tom. Like, I'm not yeah. going to hold anything back. Like, he spent years with the Ravens. Like, who? Hating Tom Brady. Hating the Patriots. Um, so, I think that would be a fantastic matchup. Just, two to see Bill in the defense, which it is now Bill in the defense. I think that is abundantly clear. Um, versus Harbaugh and Lamar uh, and what they do offensively, which is completely unlike anything else anybody else does in the league. Um which is why when people say system quarterback, they talk about Mac Jones. System, he's a system quarterback. It's like, what is Lamar Jackson? 
Lamar Jackson is a system quarterback. They designed yeah. an offense specifically for him, and he's gr- and he's good in it. There's nothing wrong. Every quarterback played in a system. There's, yeah, I hate that argument. There's I hate nothing the argument wrong. that Mac Jones all he does is ding and dunk down the field. Which, first of all, I mean he's gotten the ball down the field a little bit more, but also like, what's wrong with that? He's literally scoring thirty points. So yeah. I, I don't see the problem. Same, but look, Lamar Jackson, that's a system. He's pretty damn good in that system. Uh, yeah. That's just you know just trying to take a player and be like, well, nope, this is the type of quarterback we're gonna make you into. It's like if that's not that guy's strengths, what are you doing? Why did you pick him? What exactly. Um, it would have been interesting to see Lamar Jackson in New England. That could have been a possibility. Um, you know, we were we were hoping to see what it would look like, you know, with Cam Newton last year because you'd have this the running quarterback, you know, the the triple threat. Um, and what can Josh McDaniels do with that? Unfortunately, triple threat became half a threat. Um, and uh, good old the threat. good old friend Cam Newton yesterday. Not his best best day. He's, um, he had a historic day, uh, I would say, but not in the correct way. He uh, is back on the bench. <laughs> Benched yesterday versus the Dolphins. As you said, the Dolphins on a tear now. Um, I thought the shine would kind of come off Cam Newton rejoining the Panthers. I didn't think it would happen this fast. Um. I, I already think, I mean, they, they have to start him again. But now, I mean, you, you signed him to win games. That was the point. You felt like, if you're Carolina, we're in this mix of NFC, not bottom feeders, but everyone in the middle. So we're signing you to win games. And if you're going to be that bad, what are we doing here? I'd rather see... Quarterback rating of 5.4. <laughs> He must have, out of this, the last two seasons, top five worst quarterback ratings in that time. Have to all Probably. belong to Cam Newton. Comment section, can you research that for us? Like, it has yeah. to be. We're, like, great. The, the worst quarterback ratings of the last two years have to belong to Cam Newton. I can't imagine... Though there was a point yeah. at the beginning of that game, though, I saw he was one for four with 64 yards. <laughs> I was like, wow. One for four. Then the rest of the game, he went one for 15 with two picks. and <laughs> So not great. Uh, yikes. Um, do they keep rolling him out there? Or do you think they just – do they cut him because they don't want to pay? I mean, I don't, I don't think he's going to make uh, any more money. Um, he's definitely not going to hit incentives. Um, I think you see maybe one more week. Maybe, or maybe he's situational. So in the red zone or something like that. But uh, yeah, the weapon. Ooh. I'm hesitant to start him full time, and then McCaffrey's out again for the year. So they're just yeah, they're in a world of pain at right now. Yeah. Um, I had one more note. I forgot. I wanted to go back for a second to the uh, to the Browns. Um, we spent talk about the Ravens, but we didn't really talk about Cleveland. Tail spinning. Um, Baker Mayfield is banged up. He is noticeably banged up. They talked about it on the broadcast. It's it's known he's he's hurt. What is it with people's parents going on social media and blasting the team and blasting Baker Mayfield? What what has he done wrong? Like if you want if you I'd understand I almost understand if you were a receiver and you were like man this quarterback can't even throw with the ball his arms busted up he can't even throw a deep ball how am I supposed to get 
I'd understand. I, I don't agree with it. I can understand. You know, he's too hurt to get us the ball. We need to, uh, we want to win. You could twist twist it into understanding it. Kareem Hunt, it's not like it was, hey, Nick Chubb is banged up, but why is he getting all the reps when I'm here fresh? You're, you were in the game. You were seeing – what is Kareem Hunt's dad upset about? And by throwing Baker Mayfield under the bus, a guy who's clearly not 100% but is going out there and trying, giving it his all, what does that have anything to do with a running back? I, I don't understand – what the motivation is, what he hoped to gain, except cause more controversy um, with this. Uh, I, I hope people, like, what is, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I and he, the dad's not even, it's not even like it's a generation thing where it's like, I don't get this generation nowadays. This is, this is somebody's parent. Guy well, has to be. Like, what does he want? Does he want Case Keenum in there or what? Like Exactly. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, and now, hey, 60% of Baker Mayfield? Greater than, less than Case Keenum? That might be close. But at the end of the day, what is that going to do for Kareem Hunt? Like, what is his... And plus, you're just throwing it out there. Oh, he's hurt. Blah, blah, blah. Like, not that we don't teams don't know that, but it's like, you don't do that. Same thing, I thought it was weird Aaron Rodgers throwing out his foot. Well, see, I have a broken toe. It's like, you're just airing that out for people to know? Yeah. Like, like, like. luckily, I mean, you don't play Adama Sue. He ain't going to come over there and step on that foot. Not only that, he's freaking putting his foot up on the table during a press conference like what are we Gross. doing here luckily that was yeah. a zoom press conference but god but all that i mean giving away injuries i don't i don't understand i just don't understand what kareem hunt's dad hoped to achieve i'm sure he didn't think about it that much either before he hit send but i don't understand what the motivations are i mean what can the, we just say he what the posted on is. facebook i mean that tells you all you need to know right i mean it's facebook that's true i don't know just weird i, I just had to vent about that um, it's not in my knot this week, but I just had like I don't get it. I I just don't. I don't not as fun venting about this as opposed to like the Celtics. You know what I mean? This is really <laughs> fun. Who have no soul. Um. Ah. Uh, anyways, speaking of hot and not, let's delve into that for this week. Uh, and. Since I ha- we usually start with the good and end with the bad, let's just start with the bad, uh, and and I'll just keep it right where we are already, which is talking about the Cleveland Browns. Uh, normally we pick out a team or we pick out uh, a player. I- I- I'm just gonna pick out this entire sequence in the first half between Cleveland and Baltimore last night, where it's fourth and two. This, uh, there's there's so many pe- things that are wrong here. Everyone who's involved in this is on the not list, okay? So it's fourth and two. The Ravens run the punt unit out there, and then they run a fake punt. They snap it to the up man. They, the Browns had 12 men on the field. They're trying to call timeout. But before the timeout, the officials say they had stopped play. There shouldn't be a play because they didn't allow the Browns to properly substitute. So, take the ball back. No, it's still fourth and two. So, then Baltimore runs the offense out there. The Browns are all in sorts. they got 12 guys on the field. And so, they're forced to call timeout because they got 12 guys. And now the Ravens are upset because they weren't allowed to run a play, but they had 12 men. If you're going to stop it because they have 12 men, at some point throw a flag. The refs don't know what's going on. Okay, 
They move on. Coming out of a timeout. Cleveland puts 12 men on the field. I saw this this morning. It just summed up the whole what game. What is happening? What are you doing? How does that happen? How does this... Like, you're literally calling timeout to say, you, 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 and you. I think that was 11. Get on the field. Yeah. I mean, look, I think it just doesn't it sum up the league nicely, though. It's just like there's just it's just dumb all over the place. Coaching on down. Yeah. Time after time. So, so ridiculous. So ridiculous. There may have even been another like out of that timeout. They the Ravens tried to like they they had the punting team out and then ran the offense back. It was a whole just it was like the Ravens just kept thinking they could catch the Browns and then the officials would stop stop it and let the Browns sub, but then the Browns forget to sub. Uh. Uh, but honestly, nothing wrong with Baltimore, but it went from being like the, the game was just chugging along and it was like, okay, fourth and two, and then five minutes that you'll just never get back of sheer stupidity and ineptitude from both the Browns and the officials. So they, anybody who was involved in that, on my not list for this week. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good one. I'm going to uh, I'm going to the Patriots. Kind of a funny sequence, but not really. Uh, Mr. Mac Jones is going to make the list for me this week. He had a he had a three play sequence here, uh, where he chucked it into his uh, running back's feet. I believe it was Stevenson at the time or Bolden. Chucked it into his feet. The next play, he throws almost a pick that maybe could have gotten back for like a pick six or down the other end of the field, and then he runs for eight yards. Uh, seven yards, seven, eight yards. And as we know in football, you need 10 yards for a first down. He gets up after going eight yards and decides to point first down and he's three yards short. Uh, rough, rough sequence for Mac Jones. Overall, decent day, but uh, that was a uh, that was a rough one. He got up on that third down and pointed for a first, and I was like, uh, dude, you missed it by like three and a half yards. Well, I mean, Christian, you know, on the field, they can't see the yellow line, right? Yeah, but you got to know where the marker is. <laughs> I mean, you're the quarterback, right? I think so, he maybe thought he was getting a penalty. I think because that guy, no, uh, I don't know who was doing this. No, kinda... he thought he had a first down, and he had one of those just funks where he just. I he, mean, hey, he it, it wasn't. It was. It was. It was not a like big old like Tom Brady like yeah, woo, like no, point. You know it was a little. It, it was just a little subtle. Eh. Yeah, I think he went like this and then was like, oh, crap, I didn't get it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to walk back the other way now. <laughs> yeah, one of those, yeah. So rough, rough rough, sequence for him. But, hey, you know, you take the good with the bad. He's still young, and I think he was excited to run for more than, like, five yards. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, on the hot list for me, uh, I'm going to say Major League Baseball starting pitchers. What a week. These guys are getting money left and right. I mean, it's yep. it's all because of the impending lockout. And, you know, we talk about how analytics is changing the game and devaluing starting pitchers. Yep. Teams are telling you starting pitchers are still worth something. Well, uh, Max spe- Scherzer, especially $43 million a pop. To playoff teams. And the money they're getting this week is nuts. Um, they're trying to get all these deals in before lockout. Um, but, hey, huge get for them. Uh, guys like Eduardo Rodriguez, you just said sure is the deal he got. I mean, 
Uh, Who's the, paying Max Scherzer? The Mets are paying Max Scherzer $43 million a year over three years. <laughs> That's got to be the largest since, I don't know, maybe Garrett Cole or Verlander or one of them. I mean, it's just ridiculous. It's stupid money. It is stupid money. Nice salary cap, MLB. <laughs> so, uh, starting pitchers on the hot list this week. Probably will be next week, too. I mean, they're probably going to keep getting money. Well, is it the 10th or is it the 1st? When is the the date? Uh, I think it's the 10th, uh, if I'm not mistaken. It's coming up. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. The first? Ho, the ho. First? So Wednesday. Yes. Wednesday is when that deal expires. So there will be plenty more deals in the next 36 hours. Oh, yeah. Uh, to, to go around. Uh, so anyway, let me say there, not one of them will be to your Boston Red Sox. I will tell you that. No, no shot. Michael Walker though. Michael Walker, 3 million. Those are the kind of deals we like. Yep. Um, you're hot Christian for the week. Thank you. Um, I'm going to say that mine is, I could have gone a number of ways. I I mean, I could just go right off you and just say Corey Seager for getting 300 million. Right. (laughs) But, um, I'm going to go with, this is kind of like a weird one, but the doink acoustics at Gillette Stadium. My God, this was, these are the loudest doink, and it's just such a satisfying noise to just see that ball go up from Bullock, uh, beefy Bullock, and it's just doink right off the side, uh, twice. And I, I'm telling you what, I've never heard of a, a doink like this in a game. Sometimes the TV broadcast like drowns it out. Last night, man, no. Yesterday, nope, not at all. This thing doinked right off the uprights, and I could just listen to this. If someone could just like wrap both of those up and just put it on like you know an endless loop for like sixty five minutes, I'd listen to the whole thing. That's you want some doink ASMR? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just love the you just love the Schadenfreude, man. You're, I look at it and be like, wow, who's on the not list this week? Kickers, and you're like, who's on the hot list? The doinks. The <laughs> love doink the acoustics. doinks. The doink. I gotta have more of that. The doink acoustics. Oh man, and they are pretty good. It is, it is, it is. When it's helping your team, oh yeah, it's a very satisfying sound. It's still, a part of me smiles every time if someone hits that upright, though. Even if it's the Patriots or someone I like, you know, I still get a little chuckle. Well, so in that vein, I mean, the Lions should have won on Thanksgiving. The Bears mm-hmm. just take this infinitely long drive they go down they put themselves in position hey we'll win on the last play of the game just got to kick a field goal to win you know though that every single chicago fan and honestly every member of that team had like no faith like it does not matter that it's a 20 yard chip shot (laughs) like everyone was on edge like oh my god is he gonna make it is this guy gonna make it i mean he he obviously hit it but it was like you would not have been stunned Nagy probably would not have been stunned he maybe would have just impaled himself on like the 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 down marker if that kicker shanked that or hit it oh, off yeah. an upright. Because no. the Bears have been the kings of doink uh, the last what four years. Tell them to come here and play us because I just want to hear that noise. Doink. Uh too good. I, I need to have a clip. To, uh, I need to get a clip. Just literally just forty five minutes of that straight, and I'm good. I can work on that. We can work on that. That can be uh that can be uh between. Between show project. We'll debut the Doink ASMR next week. How about that, I'm Christian? Down for it. I'm How down far for back it. do you want me to go? I mean, do you want me to do like greatest doinks of all time here? 
Could do you think you could recognize the play strictly off a of doink? Do you think I could play a specific definitely doink not. and you could be like, "Oh, that's definitely Nate Kading off the upright in 2006." No, definitely not, but I'll listen to them all if you got them. <laughs> all right. If I can find free time, I'll work yeah, on it. Yeah, if you can find free time for the for the doink ASMR session, I'm down with it. Um in the comment section, Christian, we have a college football question uh, from the Twitch world, Dark Sage ninety one seventeen. Thank you for finding us there on Twitch. Uh, they say, "I am an Army fan, and next week is the Army Navy game, which, in my opinion, is the best rivalry in all of college sports." I am not sure if you guys watch college football or are fans, but if you do, but if you do, so you have any special. So you have any special memories of the game, and do you think Army can reverse its fortunes from the last two decades and regain the upper hand in the series? Um, Good question, actually. I, I, I do like the rivalry. It is entertaining. I, I love the rivalry. I do like college football. Unfortunately, working in collegiate athletics, I'm mostly working on Saturdays and don't have time to watch all the games like I would in college when I had nothing to do but sit around and watch. Um, so I don't get to watch as many of the games. I still obviously keep up. I get to watch a lot of the night games. Uh, I get to watch, you know, the Hawaii's of the world at 1 a.m. Uh, kickoff. Uh, always good. The nightcaps. Um, we can we could talk a little uh, top five uh, and everything uh, after this question. Uh, I don't have any specific memories of the rivalry itself. Um, it is always a great game. It's a storied game. It's always fun to watch. Um, I think. Was it Army last – was it oh – it could be a month ago now. I saw something It was like they threw the ball like more than like just two times in a game. It was They had like a 70-yard touchdown bomb or something. I can't re- recall exactly uh, what it was. Um, but I always love those games because you get the purest oh, – yeah. some of you the purest football. You want to about two passionate groups of, uh, of folks? Yeah, it's Army versus Navy, no doubt. I mean, look, it's like one of those things that it's – I don't want to say it's on a level of like, you know, the classic Red Sox-Yankees type thing because I think the pro- professional sports probably grab more interest. But I'll tell you what, Army-Navy is one of those games that will grab not just the uh, football fans or college football fans, but I think yeah, all fans, to be honest with you. It's like yeah. one of those things, right? You want to see a good battle between the two? It's just one of those games that draws you in. Well, rivalries are important because <laughs> – especially in the college ranks, not every team is winning a championship, right? Every year. Oh yeah. Um, so, you know, there's, there's needs to be other things that are, I mean, that's why you have things like the, you know, the iron bowl, uh, you know, in, in collegiate sports, especially a lot of interstate, you know, rivalries between, between teams, um, that add an extra flair, an extra something, um, to, to your season. Uh, and Army Navy is just one of those things uh, that is uh, a special rivalry. Um, it's also just great. I mean, servicemen and women. I mean, that's that that just makes it even more uh, entertaining and worthwhile. Um, it usually never disappoints, it's at least a, from the fan I, perspective. I mean, it's turned into I don't know. You know, going back, I can't speak on it really, but going back, it's kind of like one of those yearly events. I mean, it's really. a tradition. Yeah, exactly. It's a, a tradition, tradition exactly, unlike yeah. any other. Yeah, yeah, I mean, at the Masters, yeah. Pretty different from the Masters. (laughs) Um, But hey, it's uh, more entertaining, I'll take it. 
Uh, Dark Sage followed up. I know it is a strange question to ask, but I also know this game is very sentimental for many fans, even if they support other teams. And as an army fan, I hope we can reverse our fortunes from the last two decades of being destroyed. Yeah. Hey, maybe this, maybe this, hopefully. Is this your year? I don't know. I always, I always root. If I don't have a team, a vested interest in something, I just always root for a good game. 100% always just root for uh, a good game. I'll be honest, um, I kind of root for Navy. I don't know. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What? All right. Well, Dark Sage ninety one seventeen is not going to be happy with you. Yeah. I know. Um. But... Speaking of college football, um, you know the 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 playoff the conference playoffs are here. We we're inching ever closer to the college football playoff and the top four. Um, a lot of debate, mostly centered around. I mean, this past weekend, big game. I'm sorry, uh, Michigan beating Ohio State. Um, For now, they retain the second rank, I believe. Um, Unless I unless I was looking at something wrong, I thought I saw an updated um, updated thing, but I could have been looking at something wrong. Uh, I'll I'll fact check that here in a second. Um, But a lot of the talk since about a month ago has been about Alabama, Um, and do they have to win the SEC? In order to make the college football playoff, to make the top four, no two-loss team has ever made the top four. Now, obviously, this is not like it's a playoff format that's been around for a hundred years, and there's these like golden rules. Um, it could happen eventually, um, but do you think because of the way some other teams have played, if it kind of bears out this way, if Alabama doesn't win the SEC, they should have no spot? Uh, I have no idea, to be honest with you, because I don't really pay attention to it because I just see the same teams in the end, you know, watch the bowl games. But overall, I would say, yeah, I think Alabama's just going to be there by default. I don't know. I mean, Here we go. Sorry. Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama, your top four right now. Ohio State being 10-2. and two. Goodbye. You go from 2-7. to seven. Uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame, five and six. So that's the one updated of those teams that should be on the outs that's just going to get crushed if they play in is Cincinnati. I mean, they're just—I don't know if they should be there. I'll be honest, but it is what it is. That's how they do it. Yeah, but I mean, as I said, no two-loss team has ever has ever made it. So right now, those are your six: Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Alabama, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame. Uh, yeah. The rest, I mean. You're getting so far down now. You know, one win teams remaining. That you got Houston and San Diego State, Louisiana, but the, they're they're out of the top ten. Um, so this could be this could be the year. Um, mm-hmm. it, and it, and it would probably only be Alabama. Um, on the outs, you mean? Uh, as a as a team that could probably lose and not right. win its conference. Yeah, and still get there. And still get in. Hundred just because as you said reputation and and honestly you gotta think i don't i don't think it's written anywhere but the people picking these games know who's going to be the draw right uh is alabama michigan gonna bring more eyes or is cincinnati notre dame gonna bring more eyes Hmm. it might be alabama Bama, but I mean Cincinnati is a pretty big draw. Yeah. So if you're the Bengals, we'll see. 
We'll see. So that'll 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 continue to crystallize. Obviously, a couple weeks left to go. Ooh, nice word. Uh, nice word play there. Crystallize. I like it. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, we were talking about money and stupid money, uh, and I just wanted to hit on real quick about John Wall in the NBA, um, who this week has declared himself healthy and ready to play. <laughs> He's been no healthy and ready to play. He just hasn't, but he declared himself ready to play. He wants to. He wants to get back on the court. And the Rockets said, "That's great. Are you cool being the backup point guard?" And John Wall said, "Never mind. I'll just sit and collect my money." <laughs> that changed quick. But I don't understand. Like, what? What are the? I mean, they're the the Rockets are trying to trade him. Yeah. But I don't know anybody that's going to take that contract unless they probably see him playing. Like it, for Houston, you kind of need him to play. Like You need him to show something and maybe boost his value. I mean, injured and bumped around and now oh, just buy him out. sitting. Like If you hope to trade him in like February, like he needs to kind of start building some value. Some Who's going to trade for him anyway, though? I, 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 probably nobody. He'll have to get bought out and. But even if any there. anybody you thought would be potentially interested in him, you gotta put some like recency bias in there. And I mean, you're th- what? I think they're three and thirteen, three and fifteen. Like they're not. It's they're not lighting the world on fire. And I think just adding John Wall, you can still tank and have John Wall be your point guard. Why they? Oh no. We can't have you be the starter. We might win too many games. You know what? I'm no. I I don't think that's what they're saying. Are they? I think they're saying they want the young kids to play because I think Green is a pretty good player, and I think they want those guys to play. Yeah, but you're also. I mean, I think if you're paying the guy forty something million, you'd be like, sure, yeah, you're the starter, and then well, take up t- just... and then take him out after ten minutes. I mean, like, did they have any indication that they were going to play him when they got him? Though he was just kind of fell into their lap from the Wizards, didn't he? Yeah, because they were they basically they swapped Westbrook and and him, yeah, and, and then I think he played for a little bit and then got hurt again. Um, oh, I was going to mention this too. Colin just hit on it, but you want to talk about stupid money again? John Wall. Let's go to one other point guard, Mister Kimball Walker in New York, getting benched for Alec Burks. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> None too pleased with the point guards around the NBA right now. Yeah, I think this is also another example of Boston Celtics schadenfreude because the Celtics aren't playing all that well. So to make ourselves feel better, we have to say, look, well, see, Kemba sucks and Gordon Hayward's hurt. So why would we have wanted to keep either of those two nah, guys? I just, Kyrie isn't even vaccinated. And like you said, we should have traded for John Wall. But look, he's not even playing. Look at all that money. That's this is that's what happened. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I think I think uh, I'd rather have Al Horford than Kemba Walker. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that whole little, you know, three-way shenanigans there where they the Celtics basically what? Phrasing on that, but we'll move on. As essentially, I mean, there was going to be a three-team deal, and then it ended up yeah, just yeah. becoming three-team that. Three-team deal for sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't know about um, three-way. <laughs> and uh, I would 100%. I mean, that was a steal. That That might be the steal of the year in terms of, what you thought you were giving up and getting back, you know, it was like, okay, this is a salary dump to get rid of Kemba and Al Horford's a guy with a contract that you could literally move at any time. So even if he wasn't playing as well as he is, right? I think Al is just a better fit. I mean, Kemba Walker doesn't really fit what they were doing before. 
that's why it was kind of weird at the time when they i think they just wanted to you know fill seats maybe or something like that not that they need help with that but Kyrie went out the door and it's like oh here comes Kemba Walker when i think the better fit was maybe even Terry Rozier and or and or now Al Horford would have been better yeah yeah we've been we've been we've been down that road um you know who else was a really good fit on this team is Gordon Hayward <laughs> was he though yeah, if he doesn't break his ankle, probably. But yeah, well, we don't need to go down. We don't need to play the whole butterfly effect game. I mean, you ask. Well, I'm just uh, answering the question. Of that. I think. I think. I think this team could use a point forward. I think it could use somebody that you know is has got size and skill and a little bit more bo- ball handling than Al Horford does. You know, he's he's really good with the ball, but he's he's a true big man. Uh, I think they could use somebody like Gordon Hayward. The problem is. You know, if you want Gordon Hayward, he the whole reason he's in Charlotte is because he wanted a bigger role. He didn't just yeah, want to be <laughs> a bit piece. Well, it ain't going all that great. But he's not a premier piece. There, but either. but that that's this is this is you know what happens. Um, you need somebody to fill that point forward role who isn't like a star. They're a role player. Um, that's going to be part of what the Celtics have to do with the trade deadline. If you're not like selling. If you're trying to buy or or move some things around on this team for this year, they need to use that Fournier TPE, like the money they've got out of that, and they have to go figure that out. They have to get that guy, that point forward kind of You know of role, who, role who would help piece. this team consistently if he was ever on the floor for more than one game in a row is Josh Richardson. I think he's been helping. I mean, what do you No, what do no, you no I'm saying I'm saying he gives you really good minutes, and I think he could help on it every given night. The problem is he's been out there every other day. So it's like, where's the consistency there? I think Richardson has been actually a huge pickup, and when he's in there, he's kind of contributed. The problem is, do you have enough behind him when he's out hurt? Because he, he he feels like he's on the bench a lot in street clothes. Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they've got injuries like across the board night in and night out. Um, I also think they need Rob Williams. I mean, they want to basically play like four guys out and Rob Williams in the middle or Al Horford in the middle. Um, and if you don't have Rob Williams, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you, though, do you know, Christian, who on the Celtics right now is part of currently part of the 50-40-90 club? 50% from the field, 40% from three, and 90% from the free throw line. I'm just going to guess because I have a feeling this just gets you so excited. Grant Williams. It is Grant Williams. Yeah. yeah. You can see that going a mile away how giddy you were when you said it. (laughs) Oh, man. He has probably been, along with Horford, one of their more consistent players and probably the guy that's improved the most in the last three seasons. Yeah. On On this roster. I think he, I mean, look, he, his three-point shooting from where he started is just astronomically better. I mean, yeah. there's no question. And I'm not talking about just the one of 30, even from year two to year three or whatever year he's in. I don't know. But he's just he's, – he's shown consistent improvement. He lost some weight. Um, and he doesn't really need to be a big rebound guy. I mean, he, it would help. But he's not, like, playing the role of, like, a five right now, which helps. Yeah. Um. And when I say most, you know, it, most improved, obviously Tatum and Brown have been making improvements, but they're starting at like star level and chipping away at superstar level. Grant Williams yeah, sure. went from being yeah. like this guy doesn't belong on the floor. Uh, 
he's just going to be an end of the bench, like, hey, fellas. It's very big of you to admit that because I thought, him, you know, year one, guy. I thought you really loved him, too. Oh, I, I liked I liked what he was bringing. I didn't think, oh, yeah, I never was, thought, I never thought, three, I never, ever, ever thought the three-point shooting, uh, the shooting. I looked at him as a guy that, you know, we thought coming in he'd be like mini Al Horford. Uh, and he could do a lot of those same types of, of things. Um, and then, But then the shooting was just so woefully bad. I mean, if someone plays poorly, I can count on you to come on this show and just absolutely rave about them. It depends on what you're <laughs> expecting. <laughs> I know. I'm just busting your balls. I've been getting all over Tatum. I think Now, I will say, last night, two nights ago, it's already, when did they play Toronto? <laughs> it's already seen last, that, night, last, last night. Yeah, last night. Oy, these days, the sunlight is short, but the days are long. Um. I thought Tatum had a great game. I mean, he did not score all that well, but I thought he was engaged in the game and getting people the ball. I mean, people have been mm-hmm. on him about his ball movement and assist numbers. Um, at least had nine assists last night. I'm not sure if he had more. Um, but he has been consistently working on getting people the ball in better spots and seeing plays. Uh, Jalen Brown, I thought the ball kind of stuck with him last night, but he's working his way back. I think he was just forcing a little bit too much to try and find just some rhythm here. Um, but that bears watching because the whole thing is all about can those two fit together on the floor. Um, now, I thought that Jalen um, has become probably the most professional player on the court as far as playing within himself and knowing what he can and can't do and not forcing too much. Um, we'll see how well things fit and how they play. I mean, they're what, 10 and 9? 11 and 9? What's their record right now? Right about there, yeah. Um, standings. Nothing crazy. 11 and 10. 11 and 10. Um, but they are only two and a half games back out of the two spot. They're currently in the nine spot. So the, the NBA right now... Uh, unless you are the Brooklyn Nets uh, or the Golden State Warriors or the Phoenix Suns, you're nobody is running away with anything. Um, can we? I know we said it. Steph Curry, I think, might be like. <laughs> there's very few players who transcend into. They come to a city, and the opponent fans root for that player. I know, or yeah. they they go like, oh, we would got to go to the game. I want to see Steph, Michael Jordan, definitely. Kobe got to that level. I think there was a period of time where LeBron, like, was doing things on the court that made it like you. His time in the Heat, like the Heat, were a show. It was like you went to go. It did not matter if hey, if, if your team was getting blown out, you you were still like wow, look at look look at LeBron. Yeah, people want to see LeBron lose too, so and they want to and they want. To, and I think Giannis too uh, is is a draw. I don't know if anybody's bigger than Steph Curry right now though, and how you can't just I mean what the guy does on a floor night in and night out is just amazing. Um, People want to get on him and say, you know, he would never be able to play the game in a different era in time, and he's small, blah, blah. does not matter. We play in this era. It is 2021, and Steph Curry is one of the best basketball players in the entire world. Oh, yeah. You asked me today. He's number two. If I'm drafting a, if I'm drafting a team and it's Durant, Curry, one, two. Easily. Really? You go Durant one? Yeah, I still think he's the best player in the world. 
Over. So you you're down on you're down. Where do you put the Greek freak? Where do you put Giannis? He's probably three, three, four. Yeah. Okay. Uh, three or four. So who 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 else then? Um, I would say Kyrie Irving probably number three, and then <laughs> we're talking about people Giannis. that play basketball, Christian. Oh oh oh. Um. Well, he's I, I, honestly number three for me would probably be Ennis Freedom. <laughs> Ennis Cantor Freedom. Ennis Cantor Freedom. Which I think is that today or is that? Oh, yeah, later? no, it's done deal. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't follow. He's an American citizen today. now. I saw it, and he's he's good to go. So I mean, we're gonna get. Here's the thing I think about that with the name change stuff. I mean, in the in the NFL, you can't do it because well, you can't change your jersey number. What if guys in the NFL wanted to change their name midseason? Do they still have to oh, buy out the, do that. the stock of uh, NFL jerseys? I mean, not that there's a bajillion mm, Cantor true. jerseys sitting around, but does he have to like buy up the NBA stock of Cantor jerseys? Or like, is he going to be forced to wear those jerseys the rest of the year? Is he, is he going to have a freedom jersey? Oh yeah, no, he's going to have a freedom jersey like in the bubble. Like yeah. I think that's that's kind of the idea. Oh, I know that was the idea. Um, how soon he'd get to do that is. That's uh, kind of more pretty, my question. I, I would imagine probably by like game one hereafter. NBA would not want that <laughs> I like, neg- I like negative Ennis publicity. Cantor. I think Ennis Cantor is a good guy. I like him. He is. He's a, and he's the type of guy. I mean, he he played well last night. He's the type of guy on 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 teams. You get to the playoffs. They may have not like played for thirty straight games, but in like a game five. Somebody's in foul trouble. They come in, they like score ten points, Couple energy get, rebounds or something, and, and get like four or five rebounds. Yeah, or some, yeah. you know, four offensive rebounds. You know, all putbacks. You know, th- those are the types of guys. And he he is obviously he's not any sort of like star talent, but he has this just uncanny ability to get offensive rebounds. Oh yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Like he's got magnets on his hand. He comes uh, off the, the bench cold turkey after like thirteen missing thirteen games, and he still gets five offensive rebounds. I just like, yeah. Uh, uh, Colin on the comment section says, "I could spend the entire night trashing the Celtics to overshadow Kemba's benching." <laughs> My man. Uh, We're not allowed to do that on this show, Colin. Andrew will get upset. You can try. Go ahead. I mean, what do you? No, I don't really we're, have not, any... we're not that far apart. We both believe there's something not right with the team. It, it, I don't it, know if they just need time. I don't know if Ime needs time, which obviously we have to grant him. Um, but <sighs> 11 and 10, 11 and 10 is not where this team should be. They should be better. This should not be a 500 team. Now I do it's think consistent effort. That is the most frustrating part. It has been for the last two to three years. It's just the same old thing every night. I don't think Ime is the answer. I don't think he's not not the answer. I just don't think he's going to come in and fix that. I don't know if I said that right, but I don't think he's going to come in and just automatically fix everything. Right? I mean, it's just it's been this way for a couple of years now. the The track record is there that they're very inconsistent. The effort is not there from a night to night basis. Yeah. And you see it. They play well against the, the the good teams. They get up for those games, uh, and then you you know end up you know being in dogfights with like the Pistons and the Rockets and uh, the the Midlers and lower 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 tier teams. When you should be one of the upper echelon teams. Now, like I said, two and a half games out of second place. There's yeah, a but long, so is so is a, half the league. You there's know a long long way to go, uh, and. Half this league, like you said, is is playing like this uh, right now. But you'll have to turn a corner. You know, 
if come January fifteenth, you're still five hundred. Um, there's going to be some serious questions asked because I don't think the team is going to be happy just playing five hundred basketball and then like having to say play in the play-in tournament again and then get smoked. Uh, you know, in the first round by the Nets or right. the Bucks um, or the Heat. If the Heat are there, they're playing. They're playing pretty well. Um, right now they're, they're the two seed. Um, even the wizards, the wizards have actually played pretty good defense. Um, so they have to, they have to get a lot more going. Um, Cleveland 10 and 10, the Celtics should be ahead of these teams. Um, you know, they, they have way more talent than these teams. Um, but they're playing like a team that just rests on their talent. The only only thing I don't know about Ime is how he gets a team with talent to to play with that sort of effort because he's been on teams that had insane amounts of talent. And granted, he wasn't the main voice. He was behind Greg Popovich. And then he was on the Nets, who literally just relied on two guys. It was like James Harden, say... Kevin Durant, get out of the way, and everybody else just like kind of staying around. Kevin, so... Kevin Durant, again, again I just like – He's a guy that is a superstar. He has been there, done that, been the top of the to, to the mountain, and he still comes to every arena and plays basketball every night, consistent level. I don't see any real drop off from him where he's like lackadaisical one night. No, he's just very even keel straight through, and that's what makes him great is the consistency and obviously the athleticism. But that goes without saying. But the consistency that a guy like that or Curry or these guys come to play and they score forty every night, but they're helping their team and. They just show up every night. I, I just don't see that from, you know, the Celtics at this point. I just it's been a couple of years like this. Yeah. Um, moving on because we could get trapped in this rabbit hole. We're we're gonna pull our we're gonna pull out before we hit the event horizon of Celtics talk. Um, interesting little bit of news. Some cross sport news here. Um, the Fenway Sports Group is gonna become part owners of the Pittsburgh. Penguins. So LeBron is part owner of the Penguins now too. Yeah, he's uh, he's everywhere. What a weird. I Lakers, mean, Red Sox, Penguins. Woo! It it's it's a weird kind of just collection of teams, right? I mean, you got Liverpool, you've got the Boston Red Sox, and you've got the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's Man. kind of all over the place. Why the Penguins? This. I'll tell you that because the Bruins aren't available, but uh, not not that they ever would be. But I'll tell you what, I would rather have John Henry owning the Bruins than the Jacobs. Well, for one, you'd there'd be money spent. I well, think. that, but also I think they care more because you know the Jacobs, if I'm not mistaken, are not from the area, so it's like they just had the money, they bought the team. I mean, I don't think they necessarily. They want to be in the it's playoffs. Not, it's not like Robert Kraft a... owning the Patriots, where it's like, right? Yeah, this was his team. Wanna... Yeah. So uh, I don't know. I just feel like you know, swinging a miss there. Not that it's you know the Boston sports group's fault. Um, but yeah, they got. Hey, look, the Penguins are going to be good. I think they'll always be good, and they still have Lemieux, who's going to be in you know part owner. So kind of a weird cross, but hey, they wanted another team because of the money they have, I guess. Uh, they wanted to diversify their portfolio. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Um, what What do you think? Though? I mean, there's already the Red Sox, as you said, are not going to spend money this year. It's not going to happen. So, what happens when the Red Sox aren't spending money 
but say there's money being spent on the Pittsburgh Penguins oh, and Liverpool. I mean, fan pressure will mount. Not that there's anything that can be done, but baseball needing a lot of things to go right. The Red Sox, I think, needing to be good. To, I mean, I think the playoffs were huge. The gate, I know they had some kind of, you know, they had like $10 tickets one night and then, you know, they were they were they were getting people to the games by offering cheap tickets, but the product made it worth going to see. There was juice back in Fenway. If the team sucks next year, that juice is immediately gone. And it won't take it won't be like, oh well they suck for a couple of games, but you know, they'll figure it out. No, the team needs to be good right out of the gates and has to have that juice to get people to come back for a whole year. Um and to watch. Ratings itself have been mm-hmm. are, are are down, 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 down again and again and again. So the team's not going to spend money. There could be a lockout. I don't. I don't know how well it will look on on John Henry if the Red Sox are struggling and they're not spending money on them out of some sort of well, this is the system we're trying to. The, 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 but say it's like well, Sidney Crosby just signed a three-year, two hundred million dollar extension to play out his career. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, it's not the Red Sox fans won't be happy. I'll tell you that much. So that'll just be interesting to uh, to keep an eye on. Um, other news, uh, Tiger Woods, this broke late today. Sometimes I mean, there's always things that either happen just before or just after the show that we miss. So I was glad I got to see this uh, come through uh, a couple hours ago. Uh, in his first real public appearance and interview since uh, his car crash, um, talk about everything he's going through and admits that he's never going to be a full-time golfer again. Um, says he does not expect to climb Mount Everest again. You know, after he came back, you know, he had the back, the spinal fusion surgery and came back to, to win the Masters. He, he, he's, he is honest and says he'll probably never have a chance to lift, uh, uh, you know, to don a green jacket again. Um, but he understands the perspective. I get, you know, he almost lost his legs. Uh, and so now that he, you know, obviously that didn't have to happen and he could kind of focus on his rehab, uh, he's walking around walking, uh, I guess with a boot or, you know, a little bit, you know, on his own, um, hopes to someday play in spurts like Ben Hogan did. Um, so, um, Tiger pretty much, I mean, we talked about, would he be okay? Walk, never playing golf again. It seems like he's definitely going, we're definitely going to see Tiger Woods on a course. 100%. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. I would like to see him on a Masters course. Um. You know, lifting a green jacket. We both said totally unrealistic to expect, and we also don't think like Tiger thinks that that would ever happen again. But I definitely would love to see him. I think the sport needs to see him back out on a Masters course one more time. Yeah, I mean, it would still be a great story. I mean, I think he, he his acceptance is better than anything because. Um, I think that's kind of just a realistic outlook of it. I mean, look where he's, he's already been up at the top. He had some injury issues. Now the car crashed. So, and this was a serious crash. I mean, it's not like some, you know, oh, fender bender and he's back in two weeks. No, he's been rehabbing and he's kind of going through it. And it's not only golf, but it's just livelihood in general. You want to just be, you know, kind of feel normal, I guess, again. So, it's good that he's kind of accepted that. And I think everybody kind of knew that. And for him to come out and say it, I think is a good thing just because it doesn't put any real pressure on himself. He can get out there maybe and just look, enjoy himself and just be happy that he's back on the course. 
Yeah. Luckily, as long as you have your legs, which he wasn't sure he would, uh, golf is a sport that you can play for a long, 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 long time. Right on. <laughs> um, also in golf news relating to Tiger and the things he did on the course, uh, unfortunate news today is, was about Lee Elder passing away. One of the guys who broke the color barrier, first African-American to take part in the Masters. Uh, so an unfortunate loss uh, in the golf world. Um, I just feel like it's always <laughs> – we always have these. It's too bad. I know, uh, yeah. Almost every week now I feel like. There's, uh, there, there's been a big sports passing. Um, but um, obviously, you know, guys like Lee Elder – are the reason why guys like Tiger Woods could then go on and have the success they did. So Yeah. Without a doubt. Uh Colin in the comment section. Hey, know who's from Pittsburgh that John Henry knows? Larry Lucchino. <laughs> and <laughs> softest John Henry voice. Larry Lucchino runs the Penguins. <laughs> Well, you know, Larry Lucchino runs the Penguins. Who was it that did the Let's Go Red Sox chant that was just absolutely so off-key it wasn't even funny? Was that Lucchino? Yeah, I think that was Lucchino. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just want to start Let's a chant. Go Red Sox. Let's, Let's go, go Red, Red Sox. Sox. Yeah, it was terrible. Red Sox. Oh, yeah. I changed my nod to the week. That's it. That's the nod for the rest of the year. Going back. We're, we're going back like four years to grab a knot. Yeah, why not? Um, anywho. Why not? Uh, Monday night football happening right now. Uh, <laughs> we had both picked Washington uh, to win this game. They are currently up 3 nothing. We talked about it last week. More of the noise is starting. Um, the Seahawks having it down here. The reason we both picked them this week to lose is because even before Russell Wilson got hurt, they were losing games. And they were having a down year. And yep. we were picking them, and teams were picking them, and expecting to, just based off of history, past the past. Um, this is the present. I think after this year, who's more likely to leave, Pete Carroll or Russell Wilson? Oh, Russell Wilson, without a doubt. How I mean, much? How much more time? How much more time do you think Pete has left, though? I believe he's the oldest coach in the league. Correct. Uh, yes. What is he, 70, 71? Guy's in great shape, though. Unreal. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's because he just, he, all he does is chew gum. Yeah. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, this can't be right. It says it's 60. Hmm. This has to get updated. Let me go look. 70 <clears throat> years old. I think he might be, because I think Reed is 69, Belichick 69. He's definitely up there. I can't think of any other coach. That's it might be. It might be Bruce. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, he's sixty nine too. I thought. Let's see. Didn't he win a Super Bowl at sixty nine? Bruce is sixty nine. Hey, hey, Gronk's nice. favorite number. Oh, speaking of Gronk, that VA commercial with him is just so stupid. I try not to watch commercials. It, so it, it does not. It, it baffles my mind. There's plenty of players who were servicemen and women or are or went from being players to joining like there's so many examples i mean a guy like alejandro villanueva like you could you could have done a commercial that had like a nice serious tone with 
somebody like that. Instead, they yes, Gronk is perfect for this dopey little commercial where he's like, "Wait, I I can't get these benefits? Why not? But I'm Gronk. My number is 69. Ugh. Like, you you you. That's the tone. That's the commercial that like veterans get. Is dumb Gronk. I just think we could do better. Dumb Gronk. I just think we that could do like way a, better. Alter ego, dumb Gronk. It's not an alter ego. It's the ego. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I wasn't gonna say it, but uh, not very nice of you. Pete Carroll's seventy. He's the old. He's got to be the oldest coach. Didn't I just say that? I maybe got. I you said Gronk, and then it got into my head. Yeah, Pete Carroll's seventy. Bruce is sixty-nine. I think Andy Reid is sixty-nine, and Belichick's sixty-nine. They might all be sixty-nine. We might just have sixty-nines are wild here today. <laughs> Nice. Um, anywho, um, I, I think it would not shock me to see both things. To see Pete Carroll retire and Russell Wilson go somewhere else. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either. I mean, what's Pete? I mean, we know Bill is like uh, a madman and wants to get Don Shula's record and probably wants to win at least another Super Bowl to before, you know, or win equal to or more than Brady does without the Patriots. Like, it. it Bill's just a different breed. You think he's likely to? Maybe he'll come join us over here. I I don't I don't know how long Pete Carroll. Oh, here like, you go. More has... likely to join the show, Pete from Gansett or Pete Carroll? When you say join the show, you mean like come on and like be a part of the show? Uh, you could take it either way, or comment, or comment tonight. Probably Pete from Gansett. Okay, all right. I'd say that's probably more likely. <laughs> Um, but Pete Carroll, if you're out there, if you're listening to this, we've got some questions for you. We have some questions. We want to know: Do you want to be like Marv? You know, uh, uh, do you want to be out there till you're 70 years old? Do you want to be out there till you're 75, 70? Like how? How? He's I don't still know. kind of jacked, though. I don't know. Well, the man's on like <laughs> caffeine. He's, he's on something. Yeah. Yeah. Gum, gum, and coffee. That's it. Gah, 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 gah. There we oh. go. There he is. Pete's in the house. All right. Pete and Gansett. Um, so uh, let's get to our picks for week 13. We got to get, get a couple Bruins thoughts in here real quick. Go for them. We got a couple news items today. Brad Marchand suspended three oh, games. Oh, correct. Right. Slewfoot. Slewfoot. Uh, not as bad as I've said. I mean, look, it's a dangerous play. So don't get me wrong, and he has a track record. I'm not going to say he doesn't. But if this was Brad Marchand from six or seven years ago, I'd be like <laughs> – Suspended. Oh, man, look Long out. time. But, like, all the antics that Tom Wilson does nowadays, and I don't know. I, I could have seen, like, two games, one game, two games. Uh, but it's still a dangerous play. So, you know, you get you got the history there. He's, he's done for three games. And the other item is uh, Jake DeBrusque's agent came out today and said he has requested a trade. So – where that goes, we don't know. Not surprising after all the gripes here. I mean, Cassidy has been up and down on him, you know, benching him. Um, trying to get him to play harder, and he had a good start to the season, but I think it changed the scenery. It's just that's all he wants. I think it's better for the player. Um, so go nuts. But, hey, Bruins, another uh, nice asset for you in the 2015 draft class that is going to be out the door for absolutely nothing probably. So. Um. Do do you view Marshan getting into some of his antics as indicative of the team trying to find something 
you know, um, Mar- Marshan goes to this. It's like part of what gives him. It's always it was what gave him his edge. You know, he played on the edge as a third line winger. You know, this was you know what what he needed. Uh, but then he became a star. And it was like, dude, you don't need to do this anymore. Is is it part of this team now trying to find something that maybe? I don't think so no, I I really don't think so. Look, I think it's just a bad past... it's just a bad play, and maybe that's why, like you're saying, the NHL isn't throwing the book at him. It's yeah, because it's just an isolated incident and treated as such. It's just the it's just the history. I mean, he hasn't been Jesus suspended. Yikes, suspended since 2018. Um. And I think that was five games, but like I just I, I don't know. I've seen PK Subban sleuth with somebody and get nothing. So it's just like the up and downs of the NHL. Um, but also, Marshan was the best player on the ice last night, and I think this was just a bad play. I mean, I could sound like a total clown because of his his antics in the past, but I don't think he's not the same player that he was. Oh, he's a weasel, Christian. Are you oh, Homer? You homer. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I just think he's too valuable that he wouldn't do something like that nowadays, right? He's the best player on the team. Yeah. Uh, and he was also the best player on the ice last night. So I think he was just kind of. I don't think I don't want to say he did it on purpose or anything like that. Do you think you could trade DeBrusque for a goalie? <sighs> yeah, let's get another goalie. That's great. Let's trade DeBrusque and and instead of trading for something, let's just trade him for like. Two pennies and then put Tuka Rask <laughs> back in that. That'd be great. I can't wait. Yes. The Jacobs will spend money to bring Tuka Rask back. Oh, you bet your ass. He's already working out with Swayman and Olmark already. I, I just like, I can't do it. I can't do it anymore. Uh, Pete and Ganza thinks that Pete Carroll will retire when Al Michaels does. Uh, so, yeah, two guys that will never retire. They will and then just... we'll have Pete Carroll and, Al, uh, Pete Carroll and Chris Collinsworth on the broadcast. I need Pete Carroll as the sideline guy, you know the guy. The, you Are know, you kidding me? Like the three man booth. You know I don't how we ha- put him on national TV. I think he would swear too much. <laughs> you or do it. You know, you, you, he has to be. He's on the ESPN Plus uh, simulcast. Then okay, All get right, rid of Eli. Enough. It's Pete Carroll and Peyton Manning. Pete and Peyton. But, you know that might be a good show. I do that. Hey, I mean, listen, John Gruden ain't ever getting back into anything that has to do with the you know the world of the nfl so uh they're gonna need I, I somebody to fill those shoes in the broadcasting booth i think of that you know kind of per you know crazy, uh, crazy at high energy yeah. former coach i think he would be perfect on and uh, you know and it's not often you see those guys step into that role in their 70s uh, you can really said, use red bull as a sponsor <laughs> he's got the energy for it um Oh gosh, what was I gonna say? I had another. Oh, uh, you talked about ASMR of, of the the doinks. You know what my ASMR is? The mic'd up of Pete Carroll on the Malcolm Butler play. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I just on. Oh, I bet you can find that on Endless Loop, no doubt. That, as I've described it, it's like the last thing you hear on the black box uh, on the airplane. Like that, Pete Carroll. Which, oh no! Just and he just throws his headset and just stares at the ground for ten yeah. seconds. And the look on Richard Sherman's face. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. <laughs> great Pete moment. Ah, uh, goodness. So, anywho, uh, on to week thirteen. Seven three Seahawks. By the way, just ready to just send. Ahead. Let's do it. All right, rapid fire. Here we go, right down the line. Dallas at New Orleans. Ugh. Ugh. 
Ugh. Uh, I guess I gotta go Dallas because I have no faith in Trevor Simeon. He just extended uh, yeah. Taysom Hill, too. Is, which is just like trying to stay out of cap jail, but eventually it's like, what are you doing? Just move on. Yeah, uh, I can't pick the Saints. I just they don't have enough right now. I'm going uh, Dallas, Tampa Bay at Atlanta. Not gonna spend too much time on that one. <laughs> yeah, blowout city. Uh, the Cardinals at Chicago. Uh, this should also be blowout city. Uh, yeah. I, Andy Dalton, I cannot pick uh, versus the Cardinals. Sorry. Home team? You want the home team on this one? Nope. No? All right, I'm going Arizona as well. Any team that almost loses to the Lions, you cannot then pick them the next week as a matter of course. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's a fair point by you. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers at Cincinnati. Yikes. Uh, I think the Bengals, hearing Joe Burrow talk last night after the game about you know, hey, they were. He said they were kind of feeling themselves. He was feeling the big play, and he's just getting back to taking what the defense gives him and make the small plays and take the big plays when they're there and the opportunity. Uh, I think they've kind of come full circle here this year. Uh, have the Bengals? Um, they asked them, "Oh, you know, how do you feel about beating the Steelers twice in a season for the first time since 1990 something?" And Burrow's like, "It's nice, but you know, we have bigger goals than." beating the Steelers twice. <laughs> nice. So that team is focused, and the, charge, the Chargers nice. are on a complete tailspin once again. I mean, they lose to the Broncos. I think uh, I think they're 6-6 six and six now, too, and they're heading the wrong way. So, Yeah, the way Cincy's going, I'm taking them, especially at home. Uh, another good showing yesterday. So they're kind of back on the horse a little Should bit. Should be a shootout, though. I mean, two good young oh, yeah. quarterbacks. No doubt about it. But from Paul Brown Stadium, I'm taking Cincy. Minnesota at Detroit. Never pick Detroit squad. Hashtag it. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah. Um... And I give a Viking a chance against a lion. I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, we have not yet had to institute our new method for picking games. Uh, yeah, lockstep here as well. Minnesota. New York Giants at Miami. Hmm. I'm going Miami. The way they're going right now in their building, I like Miami. Yeah, I mean, Flores versus uh, Joe Judge. Uh, man, but the Giants, I mean, the Giants surprised me yesterday. I thought that Philly would be able to just rack up the points. Was it 13 to 7? Was that the final of that game? Yeah. Like, just not yeah. good. Um, yeah, I mean, it. I don't want to see the Dolphins get hot here because um, I, I, you don't need them to somehow be a team that, like, you have a wild card tiebreaker against because they have that one win over you. Uh, and, <laughs> um, yes, you play them again if you're the Patriots. Um, so, but I agree. Miami's been playing a lot better. So, um, they're the better team. You might not want to see them get hot. But they're warm-blooded, and they swim in the warm ocean. So I'm taking the Dolphins, no doubt about it. Okay. Philly <laughs> Philly at New York. The other New York, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Who beat the Texans, like I said. Boeing 707 beats 
Cowboy beats did the Texans. Did you pick the giant, uh, Jets? I did. I did last week. Okay. All right. That helped me save a point. Um, in New York, Eagles coming off a yuck loss to the G-G-G-G-Men. Was that in New York, too? Are they spending back-to-back games? Yeah, it was. So Philly is just spending two weeks in New York. You know what, then? I'm picking the Eagles. They're going to be a neighboring state. That's close enough. I just meant having to go right back to the same stadium back-to-back weeks. Um, right, 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 Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm not going to pick the Jets back-to-back weeks. Are you doing it, Christian? I'm going with the Eagles on this one. I thought you were going to do it. I thought you were going to do it. I am hashtag never picking the hashtag Jets, hashtag Lions. I don't care how big a jet is, and I don't care how ferocious a lion is. Uh, Indianapolis at the Texans. Mm. I'm going Indy. Yeah. I don't feel good about it, though. I mean, I I think... No, I do. I think the Texans blow. The Texans just lost to the Jets, and you don't feel good about it. There's something wrong. I don't know. <laughs> it's more that I don't know how to feel about Indy from week to week. Uh, but, yeah, I can't. You know whose class the Texans are in? The Jets. So, I mean, that tells you all you need to know. Okay. True. Fine. Indy, moving on. Washington at Vegas. Crap show. Can a team, a collection of individuals, beat a Raider? There's uh I don't know can a uh, hold on hold on wait wait let's, let's see this I want team definition <laughs> a group of players forming one side in a competitive game or sport uh now let's look at Raiders definition more ferocious human beings I think. <laughs> a person who attacks an enemy in the enemy's territory a marauder that uh, sounds like we have a, a winner mar- a marauder. So we've got a group of people just standing around and a group of people who want to come and attack people who are standing around. I just uh, think of the team uh, as a bunch of guys that are playing dodgeball. I'm I'm picking I'm picking Vegas. I again I, I mean where's where's tonight's game at right now? Seven three. I don't know if Washington has the offense. I think without Chase Young. The Raiders are going to figure out ways to put up some points. Um, and I don't know if Washington can necessarily keep up with that. So, I feel like Washington could win this game, but I'm going to go with the home team here. Jacksonville at the Rams. <laughs> the Rams are skidding and skating by. They will not lose to the Jaguars. So. P.U. Uh, I mean, yeah, last, last night was brutal. Uh, for them versus Green Bay. Um, I mean, hey, Matt Stafford, this was supposed to be your year, man. This was the moment to show that it was, uh, you know, you were just trapped in Detroit and put up a shut up. This is this is your chance to prove it to everybody. Um, instead, he is fading into the background. Um, but there should not be any circumstance where they lose this game. Agreed, especially in L.A. No way. That's so fi stadium uh baltimore at pittsburgh this should be a good one <laughs> this should be 
a blowout. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to retire? Another guy. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to retire at the end of this year? Man, I hope so. I feel like he's playing shot put most of the year. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been like this for two years now, two plus years. Yeah. Of I think his career is just about over. Um, and I don't know what his contract situation is like. Let's see, Ben. We all know Tom's agent contract situation. <laughs> yeah, ageless and contract always coming. Um, Ben Roethlisberger, he has got... Probably a year, right? No. It's, he's on, it looks like he's on one of these void year. Yeah, he's on a void year deal. So, they like, there's dead money next year. Like $10 million of dead money. Right now, this year, his salary was $1 million. He had a $15 million signing bonus, a $9 million restructure, restructure bonus, uh, a cap hit of 25 a dead cap of 36 and next year there's some... Even if he's not playing for the team, he's going to get a bonus of $2.5 million. I wish I could get that much money for just doing nothing. Um, and a cap hit. And yep. But, yes, he will be an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I say likely headed for retirement. Can't imagine them wanting to spring him back. Like, time to move on. Yeah. But what's their plan? Who knows? Cam Newton? (laughs) All right. Uh, Did you pick? I'm picking Baltimore. I need to think about this. I'm going Baltimore. Okay. All right. San Francisco at Seattle. Oh boy. I can't pick Seattle. I don't I don't care. I mean, let's 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 check back in. Seven three right now still. Yeah, I'd uh, rather have San Fran. S- Seattle's three and seven. I mean, like we also forget I mean, you just feel like they're they're oh man, they have to be in the mix, right? Like, no, they're three and seven. At no, best not. they're four and seven after today. San Fran has been playing Really hard-nosed football. Um, and I, I, granted, a game like Seattle, if they could rip off a couple of wins, they, they'd be right back in that wild-card mix in, in a very convoluted NFC you know, wild-card race. But you trust them to do that? No. I don't. I, I, I'm done. I'm done trusting them. So, San Fran. I think we're just lockstep this week. This kind of blows, but, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, we are, we are tit for tat this week. Tit for tat. It is what it oh, is. Oh, we might have a big one here. Denver at Kansas City. Oh. I mean, KC. I mean, I... I don't think you can pick KC because you said they suck. So... I didn't say... When default, did I... When you did have I... to not be in lockstep. You have to pick against KC. When did, when did I say that KC sucks? Uh, you said I picked. I, I picked them... And the Ravens as one of uh, as two of my like. I think you're a t- hater. I think you're a hater, and I think you have to pick the Denver Broncos. No, now right. you're just making things up. Uh, yeah, I'm picking Casey as well. Now here comes the uh, here comes the pick of the week right here. It all comes down to this: what you gonna do? Monday night foosball, Buffalo at no, New England at Buffalo. You go first, Christian. 
I like the way the Patriots are trending. And I'm going to use some reverse psychology. Uh, I'm picking the Bills to win this game. <laughs> well, you make this easy for me because I was going to maybe lean taking Buffalo. Because the Patriots here, I mean, this 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 tear has been unreal. Um, they, I don't think any of us expects them to win out um, of all the little tests they've had here along the way. Monday night in Buffalo... You know, the Bills trying to kind of have, you know, they right the ship a little bit on Thanksgiving, granted against a inept New Orleans team. Um, it's going to be the most difficult test of this stretch here for the Patriots. Um, can totally see them losing this game. Uh, you know, if, if Josh Allen just takes over um, and, and the Bills get ahead, we have yet to see the Patriots have to say, Hey, you're down 14 points. Mac's going to have to just start throwing it to get you back into a game. Um, this game is probably going to be one of these games. You're either going to be down early and going to come back, uh, or it's going to be back and forth, and the defense is going to have to make critical stops You know, uh, in, in the fourth quarter. Now, they got some stops yesterday. Granted, what I mean, the Titans, I think, kind of did to themselves. They were running the ball down the Patriots' throat, and they get in the red. They get, like, on the two-yard line, and they – Chuck it three times. Yeah, the Patriots made some plays, though. That knockout by J.C. Jackson, legit play. Same by McCourty on the tip. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, late end of game. Hey, a team's going to be, you know it's four down territory. Can you stop them from going down the field and getting a touchdown? That's the type of game I think you're going to be in against the Bills. Um, if it's not, if the Patriots roll, I would be stunned. I would be very stunned uh, if it's if it's a blowout one way or another. Because Key the Patriots, factor for me. Patriots don't get blown out. Home field. Well, that's that's that, why I'm picking the Bills. So well, that's that's the thing. There's I expected them to split. So here's your uh, here's your chance to kind of get one on the road, but you still have to play them again. I just think I've always thought all along, even if the Bills are you know whatever, they're going through something, they're gonna split. It's just the way it kind of comes out. But the the old well timed loss before the bye week. They're gonna need one. They're gonna need a big loss coming up here. So we'll see. We'll obviously be live. Uh, to discuss anything coming off of uh, next weekend and then heading into that game. And also watch out for the COVIDs. J.J. Uh, Taylor's on the COVID list. One of the Titans is on the COVID list. So hopefully that doesn't kind of get in the way of the best game of the year here for the Patriots. I mean, like, this is kind of your premier matchup. This is this is the division right here, these two games. So True. Well, I mean, there's more than two games, but you know what I mean. Uh, essentially, I mean, if... If, this could this could very well decide it the head to head. If the, if they split, um, obviously a whole million other factors come into play. If if one team sweeps, uh, yeah, that will be your in all likelihood your AFC East uh, division winner. I'm gonna pick the Patriots uh, just because just to be different. <sighs> um, I I was gonna I was thinking about taking the Bills, Christian. Uh, but you you are so full of it. It's not even funny. You. Why do you think I let you go first? I figured you would pick the nah, Patriots. You, no, you didn't. You wanted to pick the Patriots all along. I know you. This is just, you, you. You really think I'm that? I've I've gone against the grain plenty of times. If I had said you pick first, you would have said no doubt in my mind. Patriots are rolling. The most consistent team. They're winning this game. That's what you would have said. No, I would have said everything I've said and then said I'm picking Buffalo. But because <laughs> you picked Buffalo first, now now oh, I can just pick the Patriots and and enjoy it. So this is the one game this week. Good luck. Yeah. Try and make up that one point 
uh, on the year. It is uh, 97 to 91. Six points in favor of Seelaw. So uh, that is going to do it for the show. So uh, thank you to everybody who tuned in uh, and listened to us here live. We are live every Monday starting at 7.30 p.m. on Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, or no, Twitter, and Twitch. No more Periscope. Periscope is no longer a thing. Um, and uh, if you can't catch the live show, you can obviously rewatch, or you could listen to the podcast through Sounder FM or wherever you get your podcast from. And just want to check and see if we have gotten any emails because our podcast listeners, you can interact too. You can send us messages the 360 sports show at gmail.com if you want to reach us there uh and this week we do not have any messages uh from the mailbag so uh that will do it christian uh i do we didn't even talk about it though real quick at the, here at the end how was your thanksgiving were you did you have a satisfactory amount of food uh for your day as per usual i overate um and yes, I had an overly satisfactory amount of food. I can't believe I just said that correctly. Uh, yeah, it was a good day. Good day. Spent some time with some family. So, What was the last thing that you ate on Thanksgiving Day, and what time was it that you could say you stopped eating? The last thing I ate was like, you know, I had like my whole meal, and then at the end of the night, I think I did a nightcap, a couple pecan rolls at like... I want to say like 9.30, 10 p.m. I had um, pumpkin raviolis at 10.30 p.m. You beat me by a bit. But yeah, same, but also, I mean, one pumpkin, thing. Pecan. One of those is dessert, right? Kind of like that's, that's not necessarily. I mean, some raviolis at 10.30, that's a heavy, that's a hefty thing to be sick in the stomach. Yeah, I guess late. it depends on how many raviolis you had. I'd probably two bowls. Okay, well, yeah, that's, that, yeah. <laughs> Chef Boyardee over here, yeah, I don't know. Oh, how dare you? Did you Bla- make them? Blasphemer. I did not make them. My mother made them. I What's just wrong with them. Chef Boyardee? Huh? What's wrong with Chef Boyardee? Oh, don't even, don't even. It was fire as a kid. Don't even try. Never have, never eaten, and never will eat raviolis from a can. You also or else my ancestors will rise from their graves and drag me down. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just, in a pinch, you got the hookup. I'm disgusted. ABC SpaghettiOs are kind of fire. The co- the comment section, the comment section, Christian, you better hope, you're, you're glad we kind of wound out and people already logged off. Anybody still here, the comment section could come after you for this. Come at me, I don't care. Ravioli Spaghetti. I can't, I can't. I mean, look, I don't have them nowadays, but I'm saying, like, when I was a kid... Yeah, my parents aren't home. I'm having Chef Boyardee for dinner. I can't believe this is the note we're ending on. But thus... Hey, you, yeah, haven't you never had McDonald's? McBur- burgers, yeah. That's like the most un-American thing ever, so... <laughs> Fair. Even playing field. Fine. Alright, that was good. Alright, anyway, that's going to do it for the show. I'm Aiden Pazella. He's Christian Lauber. We'll catch you guys next Monday. Have a great week, everybody. See you later.